0: Barry Miracle is back, my favorite guest with my favorite hair, and he is an awesome, awesome dude. If you have not listened to his episode yet, you guys, well, I'm not going to tell you to go out of this one because this is going to be a good one too, but make sure you go back and listen to the first interview with him where he shares his testimony and just about everything that God is doing in his life. This is a special, special bio episode. This is the first one This is just so I'm so excited. This is the first bio episode that it is not going to be me directly sharing the bio. It is going to be kind of a it's a mix. It's a conversation. And Barry is going to share about his grandfather, which, again, if you haven't listened to his testimony from my first interview with him, he talks about how his grandfather was the first Native American to be ordained by the assemblies of God as, as a minister. And so I had asked him in that interview if he would come back and if he would share the story of his grandfather. And so he agreed. I'm so excited that he had the time. And so he he agreed to come on and just share about his grandfather. And this episode, it is so awesome. The testimonies are amazing. There's so much history, so much just about what God has done not just here in the united states but just among the the native american culture the assemblies of god it is a really really powerful testimony i'm so excited i i mean you guys know that i love church history you know that i love these bios and as much as i love doing the research myself to have someone else come and give their flavor and to give their story and to share about someone who who isn't such a big name person is really, really powerful. And you guys are going to be really touched by this interview. You're going to love this bio. It is going to be really powerful. As always, if you have not subscribed, please do so. And especially on on uh, Apple on apple podcast if you can do me a favor if you give five stars on there or whatever you're on if you're on stitcher or or spotify whichever one that you're listening from if there is some kind of rating please rate this podcast because it really helps me get this out and also on youtube you can comment you can like make sure you subscribe and then put on notifications so you get all the goods and just continue to help sharing these you guys who are our regular listeners You are such a blessing. Thank you so much because you guys are always sharing this and telling other people about it. And this show is growing and growing more and more. And it is allowing me to bring on more and more guests. People are getting more excited about coming on. And people are being blessed. The big thing about this show is that not just that we get blessed whenever we hear but also that we are able to bless others through this show. And what that means is when guests come on they get exposure and the way that we support them is by sharing these episodes so that those ministries get exposure and uh, they get new supporters and they get new new people who go on mission trips with them and things like people like Sam Childers and such they get more exposure and their their ministries grow as well, which is a big part of this podcast. We support other ministries by bringing them on the show, we hear their stories and we're blessed and they're blessed. So please make sure that you help grow this show, help expand it and all that kind of stuff. And also... If you've been listening for a while and you've been blessed and you haven't become a supporter of this show yet, or you haven't even just given like a one-time thing, please go in the description and consider doing that. Even if it's just five bucks, it really is a big encouragement because things like these microphones, I need another microphone. These are like 50 bucks. I have three. I need one more. So if like 10 people give five bucks, then that's enough for me to upgrade the equipment a little bit. So it, it, some people are like, oh, five bucks, bucks—that's that's nothing, but I promise you it, it does add up. And so just please consider doing that. And I think that's about it. Thank you for joining us today. It's super, super exciting. God bless you all. And I will see you after this episode. I will see you next Tuesday. Many blessings. Enjoy. Barry Miracle. Hey, my brother. Hey, Barry. How you doing? I'm good. It's good to see you again. Hey, is that painting new in the back?
1: Uh, No, I just, I, I shifted it around my office a little bit.
0: Oh, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, it's um, a friend of mine from Nicaragua gave it to me.
0: Oh, really? Does it uh, represent anything, anything symbolic or just an awesome wolf painting?
1: Well, it's an awesome lion.
0: Oh, a lion. okay. I couldn't see <laughs> it well by yeah. me.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, do you know who Fatin Crisco is?
0: Or no, Fetine? I don't.
1: She's like, uh, uh... anyway, she's pretty amazing. She does a lot of national, international things. But anyway, um she said, "Is that a beaver?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a awesome.
1: rainbow beaver.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Man, I'm so excited. I have been looking forward to this. This is this is the first time I've had someone come on and share a story from their family. And I do these like I told you these these bio episodes every 2 weeks. And so this one's yeah. gonna be really this one's going to be really really cool. I'm excited for it. Awesome.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad to share with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. that was a cool interview with Brian, eh?
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely with Brian. And then uh, I had, I just released one today with Sam Childers, which I was really excited about. You know, he's the he's the machine gun preacher. And, oh, is it really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and how uh, yeah, Oh man, he was so cool. I, I was nervous to meet him because you know he like shoots Did people shoot? in the face for Jesus
1: like <laughs> you know i don't I know where i place that in my doctor my doctrine but
0: i i don't either although i will say my 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 doctrine well i wouldn't say my doctrine but my idea about it changed whenever i actually met with him because i originally thought he was like he was like this militia guy who was just sort of going in and just yeah. taking out bad guys but he actually owns a security camp company that's really big in uganda and so they're actually kind of like a police force that goes right. out and rescues kids so i guess that it's a little bit different, but it, it was...
1: I I, I, I just, I, I don't think it's good to shoot anybody in the face. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. <laughs> and, and, and if you want to do me a favor, please don't share that with him. <laughs>
0: no, no, I won't. He, dude, he, he was actually really, really nice. I'm sure he was. I I, I, I told him at the beginning, I was yeah. like, so, you know, because he, he produced a a um, documentary of himself, like his own, his own ministry he made a documentary of himself. And it starts with him getting in a fight with a guy. And like yelling at this guy and stuff. And I, I told him, I said, you know, you, you portray yourself and other people talk about how mean and violent you are. And I said, yeah. but I'm sitting here with you, and you don't seem that mean. Because yeah. <laughs> he was he was super nice. I'm sure. But well, it was,
1: you just, you know what, you get to a point where you're like, I got to do something different. This is not working. Yeah. And if, you know, and, and, you know, police, not, not that they do it all the time. And, and, um, but you know, p- police have to do what they got to do to take down a bad guy. That's yeah. right. So I, I yeah. Yeah. Mike, my, yeah. Mike, my, my, my grandfather, he couldn't, he couldn't kill anybody.
0: Couldn't yeah, I don't them. think I could either. I mean, yeah. in, in the sense of, Just sort of, I think maybe in a moment where like someone was in my house attacking my family out of reaction, but I, I certainly could never purposefully go out. Yeah, my
1: my son and I had this conversation, Brandon, he's my oldest son. And, uh, I I said, I said, son, because he's, he's, um, he's really cool, really cool guy. He's just in his last year of law at Queens University. So he'll be writing the bar soon, but he's a justice Got this justice thing going on, but but he he's saying like I, I couldn't, I don't even know what I would do in those sort of situations because he just he can't take a life, right? Yeah, and and I'm just saying here here I'm predisposed. If somebody is hurting you, and I kill him in the process by protecting you or your wife or my children, so be it but i will do everything i can to incapacitate without but in the midst of it all i will do whatever i have to do to protect you
0: yeah exactly i mean same here i couldn't yeah i would not want to
1: intentionally hurt anybody um or especially kill anybody i've never done it before i don't want to do it um i can't guarantee that my grandfather didn't as as you (laughs) might as we unveiled a story but (laughs) but i don't think he did but he did pack a gun when he was a he was traveling on the, the railways wow. before. But the the difference between my grandpa and the guy you interviewed is he stopped shooting people after <laughs> he got born again. <laughs> I think he ramped it up when he
0: got born again. I, you know what? He actually, he really did. Cause he went on a mission trip to Uganda yeah. and he saw what was happening. And so he just got a bunch of guns and a bunch of guys and started going out.
1: Wow.
0: He's got a wild, and he's making, I don't know if you ever saw the first movie, but yeah. he he's he's making machine gun preacher two now and wow. he said that gerard butler's a little too expensive now he's like 16 million dollars to have come do the movie so yeah,
1: the first one didn't
0: he yeah he did the first one big deal it was and so i i told i told sam i said you know i'll i'll offer my services i think i'm just as good looking and i'll do it for a lot less true. you have <laughs> a good point there and i'll only do
1: it for five million
0: <laughs> that's right yeah. 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 So it was, it was really awesome. I was so excited to meet with him.
1: You're meeting some crazy characters. You got, God's giving you real favorite people, eh?
0: It's, it's been really amazing, man. Like I, yeah. I've, I've been in ministry for 20 years and this podcast, yeah. which just sort of started almost on a whim because of the pandemic. yeah, it, it has become the thing that has the, I think the most favor on it of anything I'm doing, like all these doors are opening. Amazing. Yeah. It's it's just been absolutely amazing. So when does the one with Sam come out? That just came out this morning, actually. Okay, I'll look for it. Yeah, yeah and then I interviewed, uh, I don't know if you've, have you heard of Rob Rodosti? He has a, 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 he works with uh, Patricia King. Okay. And so I just interviewed with him and then Annie Lobert from Hookers for Jesus, which was also oh, really, she, she was also a while ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So anyway, I, so I'd love to get into to hearing about your grandfather and his story.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I'll let you just kick it off.
1: Okay. Well, it's great to be with you again, Alan. And uh, so honored that uh, you want to do this interview with my grandpa. My grandfather, his name is Andrew S- uh, Clifford Miracle Senior. And he passed away in 1999. He was born in 1914. He got ordained by the Assemblies of God in 1944, and he was, I I believe, the first native ordained by the Assemblies and sent as a missionary to his own people. Uh, His Mohawk name was Goronyak Dadje, which means along the heavens. And my son, Brandon, carries his name as well. So my son's name is Brandon Goronyak Dadje Joshua Miracle, which means light bearing along the heavens savior. Wow yeah so um anyway i I was, I was grateful that my grandfather let my son carry his name and you only in the mohawk tradition my grandfather did have an english christian name but um in mohawk tradition you only have one name and then you have a clan so the in the mohawks we have the turtle the bear and the wolf and my grandfather was a turtle clan and why we had clans and we had clan mothers and my is interesting my daughter and I are having a conversation at supper and she says I think I'm a feminist I think I have like I, you know not like a crazy feminist dad like but you know somebody that just believes in, in, in liberty and, and freedom for women I said honey you can't be a Mohawk and be a feminist because first of all um, Mohawk women have never been in bondage so there's no liberty needed there so and that's one of the things because it's a matriarchal society the Mohawk Nation, Mo- Iroquois Confederacy, is all—it's called a matriarchal society—and we would take on the Mother's Clan. So, my my grandfather's mother, um, uh, she was a tur- she was a Turtle Clan, so he became Turtle Clan. And so, why they did that is keep the purity—the purity of the lines. A, a turtle couldn't marry a turtle, or or be with a turtle, you know, or go through the ceremony where you would become one. Um, you could not marry uh, somebody from the same clan. So anyway, my grandfather was, his first uh, language was Mohawk. Uh, He he was was fluent in it. And I would, uh, Tammy and I, for the first six months after we got married, my wife and I moved in with them just because we wanted to learn from them. We wanted to be around them. And I remember at like coming out and going to the washroom you know, sorry about whatever, but anyway. <laughs> and he would be sitting in his in his chair and he'd just be praying in Mohawk and just wow. worshiping Jesus. And I just said, Ah, there's the strength right there. Because my grandfather was absolutely my hero. He was um he was ordained in 1944. He went him him and my grandmother Lillian, they went and started 13 churches in, in their Um, ministry time here on the earth he was he was ordained for like 60 years there uh, I'm going to share a couple stories of the signs and wonders the miracles the angelic encounters and all that kind of stuff but uh, he the source of his strength was his his relationship he had with Jesus that's I mean you could talk about a whole lot of different things but it boils down to this and uh, really get a hold of the savior you have that real intimate experiential relationship and he had he loved his jesus but you know from from whom much has been forgiven you know you you love much mm. and it's like mary magdalene uh, my research and i and i went through it and i and i studied out all the 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 gospels and and i believe that mary magdalene was the one that was caught in the very act of adultery and um she's the one that Jesus rescued that day and 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 when you get rescued by his love so deep and then she got seven demons cast out of her and and she was a, you know she was the one that anointed him for his burial and and they were all looking at her and how was you know Jesus allowing this prostitute to touch him let alone anoint him and and all this kind of stuff but when you are when you're forgiven for much you love much and that's what my grandfather was. He he was a um, at the age of uh, he had grade two education, but he was beaten every day uh, of his education um, be, because he was speaking his Mohawk language. He couldn't speak English, and so they were trying to t- teach him English, and and he would speak Mohawk, and so they would beat him every day. So he said, you know, enough of this, and he left. You know, with, left with his grade two education and way he went down the road. But his his dad died shortly after that, and his mom died um, shortly after his birth too. But he, it, my grandfather, great grandfather Joseph Maracle was a logger, and so he couldn't take care of my grandfather, and so he put him into some homes with some uh, uh, friends and family, and and he would bounce around to different places. and And he, I, th- I think he was like twelve years old when he saw the a a, a piece of cornbread or, or fried. I think it was actually fried bread. It's a, it's a delicacy amongst the Iroquois. <laughs> and there's one piece left and, and, uh, and nobody was taking it. So he reached for it. And then the father of the house just backhands him, right? And sends him up against the, um, the wood stove and splits him wide open. He gets up and runs into the woods where he stays for, I think six weeks and he actually wow. ends up dying, almost dying several times cause he developed gangrene in the back of his head. And, and so he would just, he, from there, he was just, he was surviving. He was, he was, he was a tough guy. Uh, my grandpa, uh, um, like I was saying earlier, he couldn't kill anybody, um, you know, after he was born I don't know what happened before that, but um, as you'll find out, but um, anyway, he was, he was downtown, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and, and Toronto's a huge city, right, and he, he's down there, and, and this guy comes out of this bar and jumps him, and he doesn't, what in the world's going on, he's like, he's the minister, he's 60 years old at this time, he died at 85, but he's 60 years old, he just, he flips around, turns around, puts the guy on the ground, puts his his neck on his, on his, on his uh, foot on his neck, disarms him from the knife, and, and then he, and he's just, and he's just standing there, and he goes, and he's just just get out of here <laughs> oh, wow he was doing that at 60 he was he was uh, he was my hero he this guy was real uh he was a he was an activist uh he fought for the rights of the native people uh, but anyway Which, let's just go back just a little bit and you can interject and and, and bring ask me to bring clarification if you want alan okay. But, okay um so he was on his own from the time he was 12 so he would he ended up being a hobo, which is a little bit different than hobos nowadays. Um, hobos used to travel by the trains and he would, he would jump, he would jump on the trains, like they'd be going, he'd jump on it. And then he would ride it to the next community where he would be, he would gamble. He was a, he was a professional gambler. He packed a gun, packed the whiskey flask, cigarettes, and a foul mouth wherever he went. And, um, but at the age of 21, he went to this camp meeting and he heard the gospel and for the very first time and he heard about this man that laid down his life and that could take away all the guilt and the shame and the pain and 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 renew him and and clean up the past and and prepare the future and and he gave his heart to the lord and he just put his it was the one-stop shop alan it was the one stop it was one cure all when he gave his heart to the lord he was delivered he didn't, he didn't cuss anymore. He didn't, he didn't shoot anybody anymore. Wow. <laughs> he didn't gamble anymore. He didn't, he didn't drink anymore. The, he, he really became uh, a new creation in Christ Jesus. And and for your belief, for your People that are listening to this broadcast, this is available to you. That You don't have to go through. I'm not dissing a 12-step program, but I want to tell you there's a one-step, and it's called being a new creation in Christ Jesus. And Amen. It, we deliver to the uttermost and eternally secure in your salvation. And, and so anyway, this happened to him, and then he went on. Uh, he started help building the Mohawk Pentecostal Church on the reserve, where I pastored with David and Erica Bobeer, Tammy and I did for about four years, and lovely, wonderful people. And I was pastoring in my own community. I was a board member on the church, and then I became a pastor with on on staff there, and um, great experience. But that's a church that my grandfather actually helped build. And then it was he was it was almost done, and then he felt the call of God on his life, and and somebody arranged for that he could go to. Uh, zion bible college uh, zion bible institute in uh, rhode island i forget what they call it now and i think they even moved the the actual bible college um but
0: uh what what year was this around oh probably 42 42
1: 1942 1941 somewhere in there uh leonard brown i think was the um was the presiding um, director of the Bible College, that. Anyway, he—he, he, I think it's Leonard. I, I think I got his name wrong, but but anyway, um, it's similar to that. But he—he he said he was a genius. He was just a genius. And uh, my grandfather would tell me stories about running with Billy Sunday, and he knew uh, Doctor uh, Mister Pentecost, uh, Mister Duplices. Wow. He would. He, he would. He he knew. He knew these guys and um, uh, here's an interesting story. Well, anyway, let me finish that. So he's 21 years of age. He goes to Zion Bible college and um, he can't read or write. So he has to teach himself how to read by phonetically going through the dictionary and just sounding it out. And this is how he learned how to read. And then he would go on to uh, meet my grandmother, Lillian Ross, uh and she was actually a Bruce and she you know so I have uh, Robert the Bruce in my background as well King of Scotland
0: that's right I remember you talking about that in the last interview yeah uh
1: so that's where that comes through through my grandmother uh, but she helped him and they they fell madly in love and and uh, they would go on to do ministry together but i I remember this one story that uh David Wilkerson, you know, David uh, the Cross and the Switchblade. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> David and and uh the Mau Mau's and uh, and all that that story that I loved as a as a kid. I was a little more interested in the switchblade and how cool they were. <laughs> and I wasn't the guy, I didn't get the concept of the movie, I don't think. <laughs> but um, um my 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 grandfather was friends with 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 David and and they were they're on their way to they didn't, they were on their way to New York City, where everything would begin. And they stopped by the house with my grandparents and said they were going to give up. They weren't going to do it any longer. It's just too tough and things are too hard. And my grandparents ended up praying with David Wilkerson through the night, and he, that's when he went on to New York and, and do Cross and the switch play. Wow,
0: that's incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have never talked to David about that, but that's the story that, that, that was shared with me about that. And, I, um, I, and my grandparents um, were ha- having meetings and have you ever heard of Ted Shuttlesworth?
0: Yes, uh, I have.
1: R.W. Shambach he basically carries R.W. Schambach's mantle, which R.W. Shambach carried A.A. Allen's anointing. Or his mantle, and you can hear it in in, in as they present, and as they we le- even lead in in worship what what R. W. shambach did for A.A. Allen, but R. W. would always make fun of his own singing. He says even the crows got to give a voice a- unto <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> and um, but uh, but Ted Shuttlesworth's parents, actually, I think it's his mom, and, and I'm not sure it his dad, but I, I know Ted Shuttlesworth and the the Shuttlesworths. Tiff and all those guys that are amazing ministers of God their mother was saved in my in my grant my grandfather's services and so the impact um, That my grandfather had has had in so many different spheres. I don't think we really have time to get into all all of the different ones, but uh, He was he told me he said Barry whatever you do do not do not stop healing the sick Don't stop believing for god to manifest his anointing the tangible presence of god has to be in your meetings has to be around you that do not ever be intimidated by people that would want to shut you down because you're 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 healing the, the sick or whatever barry do not deny the power of god uh, operating in and through your ministry and he says that he says that came against me in, in back in, you know, after the fifties and when you had all the healing revivals, and you'd have like Oral Roberts would have a tent of three, four, five thousand, AA Allen, Jack Coe, all these guys having all these healings. And and then there was a lot of controversy about things. And 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 they would come after people that are, you know, you're just like this or you're just like that. And and I remember having lunch with Ted Shuttles one day. Uh, and he's the one that uh, actually it's interesting my grandfather led his mother to the Lord and now Ted Shuttlesworth is um, my guarantor for for being ordained into the ministry um, and uh, anyway we're having lunch one day and uh, he's he begins to tell me about the time that A.A. A. Allen was arrested and he was arrested in the, the because he said he was dr- drunk in a public place and he mm-hmm. says R. W. Shambach was there that day and there was no alcohol on his breath. Hmm. Yeah. And he says that that's an eye account witness. And he says A.A. Allen was an amazing man of God. And he was just though the, the greatest. you ever you ever see the, the testimony of the 21 miracles?
0: Yeah, I was I saw I'm curious about that. I don't want to go off the topic of your grandfather, no, but, no, fine, but it's all part of his life. Yeah. So but AA Allen. Uh, a lot of people. I mean, whenever he died, you know, they yeah. they said that they found all of these alcohol canisters around yeah. him, and I and I've heard that that's not true. But
1: yeah.
0: with our yeah. with R.W. Shambock's testimony, I,
1: yeah, Ted told me because Ted would take over. He was basically Ted Shellsworth was, art was the same thing that R.W. was to A.A. Allen. Yeah, and then when, whenever like, uh, like R.W. Shambock had to go in for a five-hour bypass. One time, and so Ted Shellsworth took over all the meetings. So he was—he knew, he knew—and—and—and and, and, uh, so I—I I don't know the, the the full truth of of the whole situation, but I know what Ted were told me that. Sure. Month. Yeah, and so um, Aon was an amazing man of God i know that the operate in true power and that, that if you guys get a chance just go on youtube and type in aa allen and 21 miracles or even rw shambach in 21 and he tells about this baby that that it is the most incredible thing as god begin to heal that baby right in front of everybody your your faith will go through the roof but these are the kind of things that might i'm let me share one story my grand my grandpa told me he was he was a ministering in a tent meeting one day and it, you know he just got done preaching and he, he called forth to pray for the sick and and the, the people lined up and and he was praying for this one you know back you know you know people are getting healed and slain in the holy spirit and he comes by this little boy and he sees milk white eyes no pupils no not just milky white and he just glazes over him and the lord says go back and pray for him and, and, and he's like, uh, Lord, he, he, the Lord says, go back and tell him that he's going to see tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the, Lord, the Lord, and then and, and, and my grandpa just, he keeps up praises. And the father said, he says, go back and tell that little boy that he's going to see the sunrise tomorrow morning. And so my grandfather kind of reluctantly, but, you know, he knows the voice of the Lord. And he says, he went back and he cupped the, the, the little child's, I, uh, face in his hands and he just looked into his eyes and he said the Lord says you shall see the sunrise tomorrow morning and so he goes and prays from other people and then and, and then he just went back and he said he, he cupped his face again he looked into his eye into what was not any eyes and and he said, son, the Lord says, you shall see the sunrise tomorrow morning. And so then he goes on, he gets in praying for people. And he really kind of forgets about it. And then uh uh this as the story goes, a, a couple weeks later, he's 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 in in another meeting and he sees this this these um folks walking out in this in this little boy just running down the the aisle towards my grandfather and he says I can see I can so what happened is he he went home that night and he sat at, he says mom can I sit can I sleep on the porch tonight and he wanted to face the sunrise where the sun he says where where will the sun be rising tomorrow mom and he and he and he put himself in a position and 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 he a lot of times we, we hear a word of the Lord, but we, it's like Moses on the, on the side of the hill, he saw it, but then he turned aside. This was the little boys turning aside to, to the, to the flame of God, to the, the, the miraculous power of God. So he set up his bed and he, and he said, and every once in a while, mom is rising yet? And he says, no, 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 not, not yet son. It, it, mommy is, 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 is the sun coming up yet? And then so his, <laughs> and so he, he, he didn't have to ask the next time he woke up and he and he looked and he saw the crest of the sun coming over and he let out i can see I can see i can wow. see and so there, there was great rejoicing in that meeting that night as they testified to the goodness of god and
0: and hallelujah I, that is amazing oh
1: yeah it was amazing and they had you know you could see perfectly and had beautiful eyes and yeah and i i'm, I'm like my grandfather's had ah, several encounters with angels okay um but i'm let me share this one uh so my my grandfather and my gram my grandmother and my dad were you know going to another meeting and it was like a blizzard they're in the midst of a blizzard and they had a trail around the back and they're going up the side of the uh, hill and they're they're weaving and, and, and trying to make it up so they could get, get across and and uh, get get to their next place. And uh, he's slipping and they're going off, they're sliding off the side of a mountain and the trailer is like, you know, kind of edging off the side of the mountain as they're going up. And he's, he says, I don't know where this car shows up. My grandfather gets out quickly, and and he says, he says, get back in your car. I'll hook my chain on it and and we'll and I'll get you to the top. So as soon as he he got back in the vehicle and shut it, they were on top of the hill. They were on top of the mountain. They were like translated the vehicle, the trailer, my grandparents, my dad, all were translated to the top of the hill. So they get he gets out and he's looking around there's no tire tracks there's there's no visibility of anybody who was there and they they drive down the road to the gas station and they said have you seen anybody come by in a truck lately he says are you kidding nobody only crazy people like you are out in this weather <laughs> and and so yeah so that that was you know i remember another time my grandparents were driving on the road and 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 they didn't have um uh any barriers for the uh that would stop you from uh, from the, the wind that we're on the train tracks, so yeah. th- there's none of these buyers back in the day, and they're just driving along and you know full speed and and uh, all of a sudden this train come around the corner and and they're about to go across, and this train comes out, and they just say, in the name of Jesus, and they went and they went right through. They, their car and them demolecularized and came through the whole train and remolecularized on the other side. <laughs> wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, um, hey, and, and, man, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, that's that kind of stuff was uh, a regular occurrence. I remember my grandfather had a dream. Uh, he, he was woke well in, in the middle of the night. He had this this face appear right right before him. And, and he knew that it was this guy's last opportunity to say yes to the Lord. He was about to die. Never seen the guy before. And, and the Lord says, get in your vehicle. And And so grandpa gets in his vehicle, says, turn left, left. Okay, now go right, left, right. And he gets down into this lane, walks up to the the door of the house. Knocks on the door, and the very face of that man that he saw in his vision was the same man that stood in front. Never met him, never knew him, and he told him about the gospel. And it was as somebody was praying for that man. Somebody's grandmother was was that that man's grandmother, or somebody was praying for him. And I, I believe that God will always give somebody an opportunity before they pass away. And so things like that would happen to my grandpa, and and. um,
0: So was your grandfather? Was he a pastor? Was he? Because I remember, I believe you said in the in the last interview that he was the first Native American to be ordained by the Assemblies of God. Yeah. Yeah. So was he just a pastor of one church, or was he a traveling speaker as well? Yes,
1: yes, and yes. (laughs) Wow. Um. So he he pastored for like twenty six years on Aquasasni but on his, on their vacations and stuff, it like in Rockport, New York, I think it is. He started a church and they had like two weeks off or something like that for vacation. Um, I forget what it was, but, um, and they went to this little, little town that wasn't too far from them. And they saw an open, an open vacancy in a, in a, in a storefront back then. They used to do storefronts, Pentecostals used to do storefronts all the time. And, um, they started having some meetings on their holidays and that and that grew to the the church and 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 sorry i should have did some research on. It. i forget the name of it but i think it's rockport new york but it's a church of like 1500 people now wow and that was a fruit of and and so the the reason why i know this is because we went and they 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 researched it and out and found out it was my grandfather that started the work you know so many years ago and they brought him in and, and um and honored him and blessed him and and I was there for that. So that was uh um,
0: what was it, what was his prayer that, life like? How much what that, did he say? That,
1: yeah, that's what I started off this with. When I'm and we moved in with him because we wanted to we wanted to, you know, learn from them and and just and and he would be up at three o'clock in the morning just praying and just worshiping Jesus and just he, he was always in the word, he loved the word. But he said to me, he says, Barry, don't, don't sit down and read the word. He says, You need to look at the word, you you need to. You need to digest the word. So many people get spiritual indigestion because they're just trying to ram themselves. He says, you need to meditate and and mutter and just go over, take a section of that word and begin to just digest it in your life.
0: Wow. I know a lot of people struggle with the idea of, uh, meditating on the word, not necessarily because of the word or anything, but just yeah. a lot. I know a lot of people, and I, I've been asked this, how does someone meditate on the word? Cause to some people that's, it's kind of a foreign concept. Yeah. They, they think new agey, what does that mean to meditate on the word? Well, for,
1: for me, it's like, I have Rhema scriptures. I have like 200 and some odd Rhema scriptures. Hang on just a second. Yeah. Rhema.
0: Yeah. Go for it.
1: Yeah. This year, this, this, this here, this journal right here with the leather bound gold trim this here I have like about, um, Oh, I don't know, 300 some odd words that are mine. Wow. these are My scriptures. They're not yours. They're mine. Wow. <laughs> and that's what you have to feel like that's the, cause God illuminates. And so there's, there's, there's scriptures that, that are preordained, to release something that god put on the inside of you so like my, my life scripture is matthew 633 that says but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so you know i when you have to go over it like on a, on a regular basis i would i for years i would go over like 300 you know scriptures it takes 45 minutes for me to to read them let alone begin to pray them because this this the word must birth you hmm. everything is made and everything is held together and everything is existing out of a proceeding word of god so you, the word of god is the thing that must must um birth your ministry birth your life this the, these are my weapons of warfare like uh, you know, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words of men's wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. I don't know if you've listened to me a few times, but just, the word just just comes out of me because I didn't memorize them. They became part of me. Yeah. And so that's what meditating on these scriptures are is that you're going over them and it's like matthew chapter 16 verses 13 through 19 when jesus reached the region of Caesarea philippi he said to his disciples who do men say that i am and and they said some say john the baptist some say elijah jeremiah or one of the prophets but who he said who do you say that i am and he says and peter says thou art the christ the son of the living god and he said blessed are you simon son of jonah for this is not revealed to you by man but by my by, by my father in heaven and i tell you that and and so I have just I went over I go, so what is Peter like when you're meditating on what did with Peter Peter means a stone but he's he said Simeon his name is not Simon it's actually Simeon uh, son of Jonah Jonah means dove so in you you're just trying to, you're taking it apart you're meditating on what did they really mean what was the you know when you're walking by this the, the sea of Galilee could you smell the fish you know you're you're just getting in you just believe it so much it's your faith that overcomes but it's the faith in the world. Word of God, because you've been born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because none of us saw actually the Savior. I mean, some of us had visions and, and actually showed up, but I'm talking about at your at your birth, at, at your new birth. We weren't like uh, you know John or Peter or James or Mark or any of those guys that actually were hanging out with Jesus. We actually heard a word, a a, a divine word, that birthed something in our lives so i mean that's what you know just you're going over these so i encourage you get a nice but a quality book and you know a leather bound book with you know special because this is what will birth your life and and these are the things i i you know even learned from my grandpa too wow the word
0: that's incredible yeah Yeah. wow so okay so your your grandfather he, he had so many of these powerful testimonies oh what is that his, I don't know what you would call that.
1: That's, that's his, you would call it like a headdress or something. A headdress. But it's called a gastoa.
0: A gastoa. Yeah, he was
1: one of the three elders in Canada that had to be at the chief's meetings or they couldn't take place. Wow. Across Canada.
0: So was the gastoa something that they would wear in these meetings yeah. as like a, a symbol of their yeah. authority?
1: Yeah, that and, and the three feathers represent, the three eagle feathers uh, represent, and if the FBI are listening, I'm a Mohawk Indian, so I can have Eagle <laughs> feathers. It's a $50,000 fine. If you have one. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, I know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the three feathers would, um, represent when you're, when the nations would come together, when the Iroquois Confederacy, the five nations then would become six nations, Iroquois Confederacy. When they would come, the different feathers would represent what nation they were from
0: so did yeah. your grandfather did did he face uh i guess i don't know if we call it a prejudice within the church because he was mohawk did that would that limit things for him
1: yes and no i mean it gave him notoriety because when he he would do like children's camps and all this guy's kind of like he'd come dressed in his regalia and you know and his and, and sometimes he'd wear his war bonnet which is the the one with the the big long the all the feathers this is our traditional one uh but yeah, it gave him notoriety, but yes, there, there would, there was definitely, um, but my grandfather was always, uh, prosperous, like he, but he was also, he was like Paul, the apostle, he would, um, he, he would make crafts and sell crafts. Like he would sell, you know, a couple back in the day, he'd sell like a thousand, couple thousand dollars worth of his, you know, designs that he made out of like deerskin was a, his uh, choice of, of material he used to make necklaces and all this kind of stuff and and headbands and bracelets and he would sell thousands of dollars and and so this is how he paid for the gospel and he was able to you know drive a nice chariot and and you know i remember one time somebody was accusing of being you know stealing finances from the church because he's driving cadillac (laughs) he says apparently you don't know what comes in the the offering plate
0: (laughs) that's something i'm i'm learning because i've I've been a missionary, as you know. And so I have lived on just donations for most of my life. But as I'm, I'm interviewing more and more people and I'm meeting more people, uh, I'm finding how many they sustain themselves on business, which I haven't done before. But I've, it's something I've been looking into more just in the past yeah. few months, since, since the COVID thing happened, because our just support across the board for missionaries across the board have dropped yeah. so much that a lot of missionaries are having to start businesses now. Yeah, and I'm. I didn't realize how many ministers actually have businesses on the side that they do oh, yeah. to support themselves.
1: Yeah, and even if you don't have business, they have books or ta- you used to have tapes and and DVD sales and whatever. But but yeah, there's um um if 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 it was good for Paul, you know, he wrote almost two thirds of the New Testament. It might be okay for you.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so let's get back to your grandfather. He he was a pastor for all of these years. He yeah. God had it, done so many itinerant, miracles.
1: Yeah, itinerant ministry. And one of his itinerant ministry times, he um, I remember telling me a story that he had to travel like hours. His his tank was on empty. It was on E. It was on E. And he says, Lord, if you want me to go there, you gotta get me there. He drove hours I forget the number of hours like it was like hours on E to get to this meeting and they and he got done preaching and they gave him a five dollar offering and he ran to the gas station put five dollars in and he, he got down the road and ran out of gas because <laughs> it was the worst five bucks I ever put in my gas thing but for how he drove I mean these kind of things happen and 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 In in their lives, it was um, just just amazing. That reminds
0: me of a a sermon I heard by David Hogan when he talked about (laughs) and when he was first starting off in ministry, he had to one of the first times he had to preach, he was broke and he drove and again the gas tank was on empty, and so they took a piece of paper and just wrote the word "full" on it and then taped it over over the e and drove the whole way, never ran out of gas and. I love how God does that. Just see that child, that childlike faith, you know, just that, that trust in him. And he just, he comes through for you. It's, it's amazing. It's the,
1: it, it is that childlike faith that really, um, that my my grandpa had that, that he tried to instilling in us. And, and it's, we must get back to those basic principles, you know, too, too much. And too many of us have been childish. And that's a way different story and and but it it, we need to return to the the basics of the the childlike faith and you asked me a question and let, let me read let me read this this was um uh he would often quote this and it says i met god in the morning while the day was at its best and his presence came like sunrise like a glory filled my breast all day long his presence lingered all day long he stayed with me we sailed in perfect calmness or a very troubled sea then i thought of other mornings with a keen remorse of mine when i too had loosed the moorings with his presence left behind so i think i know the secret learn from many a troubled way you must meet god in the morning if you want him all the day
0: wow <laughs> so did he write that or is that from someone else I believe he wrote that wow, mm-hmm. that is beautiful, yeah, a lot of times he would just
1: quote that as he was finishing his prayer time with the, with grandma.
0: How long did you get to minister with him for the last seven years of his life
1: um i I really tied into to him um uh he 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 passed away on february eighth nineteen ninety nine uh, it was, it, he always, he was so competitive, <laughs> um, but nobody lived beyond, uh, 84 in his lineage. And he says, I am going to li- outlive everybody else. <laughs> so he died when he was 85. Uh, so I, I got to travel with him, uh, and, in and, and just, you know, carry his bag and serve him for the last seven years of his life mainly. Like I, of course, we hung out and did things, but I was going to college and all that kind of other stuff. But when I came home from college and Tammy and I got married there, there was something that just clicked. And it was a time that, that my grandfather. we spent a lot of time together traveling and I was able to support him and, and it was uh, beautiful. Um, I wouldn't trade those years for anything.
0: So were your parents in the ministry as well? Back?
1: Um, yes. Um, my dad was, um, all nine gets the spirit would operate in his life. R. W. Shambock said to him personally, "He says there's only one other preacher I'd rather hear than you, and that would be me." That's a <laughs> you know joke in the way R. W. Yeah. yeah, kind of. I loved it. It's kind of sarcasm that he had it. His quick wit, uh, but that's what he said about my my dad was a phenomenal minister. He had a magazine out and was you know preached on over radio and, but unfortunately he preached against TV and how bad it was and big mistake but because we should have taken it over instead of you know you know pointing out all the wrongs but anyway um so the enemy ended up really coming after my dad and and he backslid and and fell away and my actually my parents um divorced when i was four um and i I, i'm not going to share too much about that but it led to a lot of different things and and um me looking for love in all the wrong places and and it wasn't until i was like i was in and out of i was in and out of the church but mainly in until i was about 16 and i just kind of ran for life and looked for love and and from the time i was 16 to 21 and then i i met the lord and really uh really met the lord and i gave my heart to the lord but anyway yeah so my parents were in the ministry but you know the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but we are we're believing for restoration and, and legacy in our in our church
0: sure. so, yeah so your grandfather he must have cuz i i just i ask about that largely because so many people who are really powerful in ministry their children whenever yeah. they're young they feel neglected yeah it's and
1: true it's true yeah
0: yeah but it seems was, like your your grandfather left a very, pretty powerful legacy
1: yeah he he did but the, the whole concept of those guys back then. I'm taking care of your children, so I'm expecting you to take care of my children. Mm. And so, you know, and, and you know what? I don't know how many kids you have, Alan.
0: You have I have kids? two. I have two boys.
1: Yeah. So we have five. And uh, so you know we learned from because my my uncle ross was a forerunner and and he, he had a bible college as well in the tv ministry and was really a, a forerunner in amongst native ministries um but they my grandfather and his generation really just did everything you know for the kingdom of god that they could do and and um and just really at times should have been maybe at home, should have been. And, and so, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? You only have a grace, the level that you have grace for. And so, yeah, it's learning the balance of that is really important for any ministers, you know, listening to this, that um,
0: the, there's a grace to be a dad. Yeah.
1: There's a grace to be a husband. And it's a greater grace than being a minister
0: absolutely i know one of the saddest stories i think i've ever heard personally is whenever john g lake his yeah. son his son was dying and john he was out ministering and his son was dying at home right and right before his son died he's his la- not his last words but he, as he was dying he said if my father was here i wouldn't have to die yeah and he did die because his father didn't come home and pray for him Right. And that, that always really impacted me. Cause I, like I said, I have my two boys and yeah. And, and maybe, I never, I never want my kids to say that about me. Yeah. You, you have a awesome family as well. Cause your daughter, Sarah, she's in, I reached mm-hmm. out to her. I'm hoping to get an interview with her as well. And yeah. are, are your other children? Are they, are they in ministry as well?
1: Uh, well, we're all in ministry. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, And, and, but are they like their vocation um, uh, here or whatever? Um, No. uh, And, and my, my oldest son, Brandon, he sits on the board of, of the church that he goes to. um, And, and he preaches there at time, time and time again. Um, But he's, he's, he's called to be a lawyer. And so we never, I never wanted to just reproduce me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted didn't want them to be a cookie cutter so we prayed every day for our children uh we pray for them in the morning but we would and uh, we would tuck them into bed we would prophesy over them we would dec- declare the purposes of god and that they'd be revealed to them and to us and that we'd be we would that we we're raising them according to their gift and calling and election and life and their purpose and that they would grow up and and not depart because they're doing what god called them to do so that's right you know, sarah sarah had um opportunity to go to Bible college free by two different Bible institutes they offered her free education uh, to go there Uh, but we really felt that she needed to go into business so she has a business um, uh, business administration majoring in marketing same education that I have 35 years later same school and um, because we really felt that she needed to invade the business mountain as well
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I fully believe in that. I don't push my kids into ministry mm-hmm. either. I, I believe that God has, we need believers in every sphere, every mountain. Yes. We need it. We need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, so thank you. I, I really appreciate you sharing your grandfather's story. Is there more to you, the story you want to share? Uh, was there?
1: Um. I mean... I was just so blessed to be able to sow into my grandfather's life, the last seven years of his life. And I just wanna encourage uh, many of the young ministers that might be watching this show to find somebody to pour your life into and honor. Um, Honoring my grandfather is probably one of the things that really has um, platformed me. Uh, and honoring other ministers, and finding a spiritual father to pour into, uh, because you need to serve somebody, and you you need um, just find somebody that that has a warmth that you feel connected to, and begin to because it's the, you know, it was Elisha that pushed into Elijah, and I just want to encourage you guys that that you you will receive more from serving a, a spiritual father than probably any other the, any education or other experience could present to you and, and platform you and protect you because a, a spiritual father will bring covering as well as platform you. A true spiritual father will platform you and push you forward, uh, but you have to find him, and but you have to push in and you have to be the one like Elijah. And even when Elijah said, no, stay here. He says, oh, no way. As God lives, I'm not leaving you today and this this is what you have to be have the tenacity a tenacious honoring spirit and it will open up doors that you could never open on your own.
0: so this is actually a really this is a great great thing that you've brought up because i and i'm just going to ask the question that i know some of my listeners will ask cuz i would have asked this myself a few years ago yeah. how how if you are not around somebody yeah. let's say let's say you're a young minister you're just going into ministry yeah. and you, you don't have someone around you that would be the spiritual father that you're looking for. Yeah. How does, how does somebody go about that? Finding a spiritual father?
1: Well, just practically,
0: um, this morning I wake
1: up and after Tammy and I prayed, I, you know, started going through some Facebook stuff and inboxing people, you know, asking for ministry or whatever. And, um, uh, there's this young man, he says, I don't know how to ask this of you. But he says, every time I hear your name, my, my spirit leaps, whenever, uh, you know, I listen to you, you you know, nothing makes me want to, sp- you know, when I hear you, I just begin to speak. And when I hear you speak, and he says, I've been listening to your podcast, and I just listened to the the um, um, video that you just sent out. And he, and he says, my heart leaps. When I hear and he says, I don't know how to put this and And I know we haven't had that much connection over the years, but whenever we do connect. It's been amazing. And he's an excellent young man and he's probably like 30 something I'm 54 so he's a young man to me, but uh, He says, but would you be my, would you be a father in my life. And I just, and I, and I knew I, I had a bear bore witness with me and I just said yes, yes, yes. Let's connect more and so we can, we'll do a call. And and he lives across the nation. Like it would be for me to go see him or him to come see me, it'd be like a a four hour flight. And so we're just connecting in the spirit. And I have other, you know, other spiritual sons and daughters, you know, in different places. And, And then I have a local, we have both 13 local sons and daughters that are in different fields and spheres. But the spirit, a spiritual father will, will make the atmosphere warm and inviting. If, 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 if you don't have favor, you don't have grace with that, with that spiritual father. So you just, you know, if you, if you try and there's no, there's no like immediate yes, maybe he's not the one don't, you know, you don't get stressed about it. You only have a grace for what you have the grace for. Right. Yeah. And nothing personal, but I, I knew I did for this young man. So I said, yes, so let's connect more. And, and, um, but oftentimes it, it oftentimes it'd be somebody that you've met before. And, um, uh, but, anyway, it just, everybody has a different, uh, a different journey. There's, there's no, um, uh, manual on how to do life.
0: Yeah. I so know a lot of times, times it God will bring someone to, cause I was, I was a few years ago, really, really just desperate for a spiritual father. Yeah. I was going through oh, a rough yeah. time I hear you. and I'm, I went to a conference and I was, I was, uh, going there to see David Hogan. Yeah, I wasn't a speaker, but I they were they had me in the green room. I was like a special guest, all so that kind of stuff. And I was really I was going there wanting to ask David Hogan that very sure. question because we had met several times over the years. But instead, I ended up uh during the con- becoming friends with Mel Tari. I don't know if you know Mel. Oh yeah, yeah. From- I, I ended up I ended up meeting Southeast Mel. Asia. Sorry. Right? He's
1: from Southeast Asia, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I ended up meeting Mel. And he comes just after one of the, before one of the services, he come over and asked if he could pray for my family and he's just started praying for us. And then we ended up, he gave me his email and we've just, he's become a spiritual father to me. I could, we, he messaged, we text each other back and forth and he calls me and it's, it was a completely unexpected thing. I went thinking one man, yeah. and God brought someone else to me. And that one ended up being the guy who's just been really powerful in my life.
1: Yeah, know he's an amazing man of God. I remember, Oh, probably being in meetings with him maybe 15, 20 years ago with Ken- Chief Kenny Blacksmith. He was the Grand uh, grand Chief of uh, the Crees uh, Nation. And uh, of course, we were close and Kenny's a, like a spiritual father. And uh, he brought him in and, and it, Kenny was just like, he, he, he loved Mel. He thought Mel was like the best. And so, yeah, you got a champion there, bro. That's yeah. good.
0: I love him. I I want to get him on the podcast but he doesn't do Zoom or online stuff so I have to go to California <laughs> to yeah. do it with him. one, one of these I'm going to go out there one of these days and do it with him but yeah it, it's so important it is and
1: and find somebody to honor
0: honor is
1: is is so significant that we especially in a North American in 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 our British culture in Canada uh we have you know, you'd also call it the the lobster in a basket uh, mentality, where the lobster's trying to get out and the other ones are pulling them back in, and it was always, you know, you're always cutting somebody down, and it, and it it is just America has it better than Canada, mm. um, and I salute you for that, and and just how to honor. But we we think that we we can't honor because we don't want to puff them up, or we don't. It, it has nothing to do with that. It, it, it the Bible says that he who brings the word deserves double honor. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so just, I mean, it's a key. It's definitely a key is to find somebody uh, that God has knitted knitted your heart to and begin to serve and honor them. And I, I did with my grandpa. And I can sit before you and tell you, I did my best for my grandpa. Hmm. God is my witness. I, I did, I could I identify, perhaps, but I, I served him with all my heart. I'm, I'm, his long cut t- took like three and a half hours to cut with a triple blade lawnmower and i would cut his lawn before i'd cut mine and it was not and i'm not saying this anything but this one point it i had a grace i'd be out there i'd have my ear plugs into my my eight track and, and i'm just listening to not eight track it was a cassette but i did have an eight track that's how old i am and, and I just, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, and just loving every minute of it. When you have find a spiritual father to serve, there is a grace, and you love it. You can't give them enough. You can't spend enough time with them. You, it was just a joy to every time I took them out for dinner, or bought them something, or, or whatever, paid for the ministry trip. Or it, it was just, um, it was just amazing. And 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 you have It was unfair because God gave me a grace to serve Him.
0: Yeah, so that's so powerful. Well, Barry, thank you so much for your time. And oh, uh, man, just blessing us with your grandfather's story.
1: Mm-hmm. I know,
0: I know this is really going to be, I'm going to get a lot of good feedback on this. People are going to be so touched and blessed by it. Yeah. And so would you, would you mind just praying for our listeners to close us out here?
1: Yeah. Let me just end with this one quote. My grandfather, yeah,
0: please my do. grandfather said, whatever
1: the, uh, the mind can conceive together with the effort, the hand can achieve. Wow. Can you say that again? Whatever the mind can conceive, together with effort, the hand can achieve. get wow. um, is a Mohawk word for your mind. aget And that means that which watches over me. That's the English wow. translation to what we call the mind. So get And this is what I want to pray for For your viewership and and listenership tonight today tonight or whenever they're listening to this i want to i want to plead the blood of jesus christ over your minds i want to plead the blood of jesus christ against the trauma and against the paradigm paralysis that has stopped you i want to i want to breathe fresh life into the uh portals of your mind today I, I want to release a fresh anointing into and in, in a word from God today, that greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. And everything that is coming against you is doing nothing more than preparing you to be propelled. Every pain and every problem that you're going through, I'm transforming your mind by telling you this, every problem and every pain that you're going through is, is providing for you a payday everything you're going through is producing power jesus went into the into the desert full of the spirit he just came out of the jordan and he came out of the tribulation he came out of the temptation he came out of the wilderness the bible says full of power I want you to your mind to receive this today. I wanna to fill your thoughts with heavenly realities that you have a greater anointing and calling an election upon your life. In this scene, receive the anointing to break up. I release a breaker anointing, a breakthrough anointing to come into your minds and break off the stronghold of the paradigm paralysis that is holding you. And I want to command your eyes to see, in your spiritual eyes, to see beyond the boundaries that the enemy has put up, beyond the circumstance that you're in, beyond the the virus that is around you, beyond the pandemic, beyond the pandemic, beyond the lies, beyond the accusation, beyond the divorce. I release a breaker anointing to break you out of that poverty mentality that is capsulizing you and capturing you and keeping you. I say no more. Break free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and live your best moments as an ambassador here on this earth
0: in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Barry. Uh, My pleasure, bro. It was wonderful having you on the show again. I'm honored an honor for me as well have a great day brother you.
1: hey alan
0: yes sir I bless, you.
1: I bless you i i plead the blood of jesus christ over your life and i thank god that you are a man without guile that you're a, that you're a true a true disciple of the lord jesus christ and i just want to honor you today and bless you today and i decree and declare over you alan Cookman, I come I come command the very blessing of the Lord to overwhelm you in this season. I decree and declare Psalms 512 that says, for surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous, you surround them with your favor as with a shield. And I command the favor shield of God to flood out of you and come upon you and go forth from you. That you have deferred, you've had the spirit of deference upon your life and you've deferred at times and you deferred and, and the Lord says, it's time to stop deferring it's time To receive because I must build you Alan I must platform you in this season because I need a true voice an authentic voice and a kind voice and a loving voice to begin to penetrate all the hopelessness that this world is dishing out in this season the Lord says this season of deference is over and it's it was it was it built for you a platform and and the Lord says in this season it's time for you to receive the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And there, there, Father God, I'm asking for the chariot of fire angels that you have prepared for Alan and his family in this season to begin to minister to, through and for him. There's a finishing anointing coming upon you. Projects will come to pass. The spirit of excellence, I call it forth from you, Alan, and begin to mantle you like never before, excellence. Alan and excellence shall be used in the same sentence in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Alan, Man, that's, that's so powerful. Cause I, the, the, the word excellence has been coming to me over and over again. I actually was just sharing about that in one of our, our recent staff meetings. I was saying we need wow. excellence in what we do. Wow.
1: Well, my grandfather said, you cannot go too long without reading Daniel chapter six and Psalms 91. Daniel's chapter six is where, where Daniel was the eunuch that was made a eunuch when he got captured by his captors in a foreign land. So he, he, you know, all these things came against him, but yet he came the the most, the second most powerful person in the world because there is a spirit of excellence mm. and that's coming upon you greater amen.
0: than. I receive it. I receive it.
1: Amen. Man, amen. <laughs> thank love you you, you no, love, I love you too brother i love your heart
0: thank you thank you well, have a great great day brother
1: you too bro Best your family
0: bless you too Bye.